This morning our scripture reading will come from Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 23. There the Bible reads, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Please be seated. Please keep your Bibles turned to Hebrews chapter 11. We'll be in that chapter uh, for most of the lesson this morning. As you're turning to Hebrews 11, let me remind you of our prayer opportunities that we have this week. Uh, let's remember the uh, Cormier family, uh, Carlton's family down in uh, Louisiana. They had to evacuate again uh, due to the uh, hurricane. Uh, remember Martha Dean, uh, she is taking some rehab uh, following her soldier uh, surgery. Uh, also remember Alta, uh, she had stents put in this past week and also a pacemaker and she's home. Of course, Harold and Richard uh, with the COVID situation. Uh, Bevla and her mom, her mom is now on comfort care. And also let's remember Patricia Wireman who will be going to uh, see a doctor in Texas about her situation. And then finally, let's not forget Jack uh, Smith. Uh, Jack uh, needs our prayers, so let's remember Jack for sure. Um, it's tough, tough right now for him to, uh, to battle through this pain. About 50 years ago, the editor of a small town newspaper in Iowa had a problem. His problem was that the oldest resident of their city had died. And he needed to write a story about this woman who had lived to be 105. But he didn't know what to write. You see, this woman had no living relatives. She had no friends. She rarely ever left her house. So what to do for a story? He had an idea. He thought, I'll call the funeral home director and, and surely he will have something that uh, he can share with me that I can write up as a story. But as he called the funeral home director, before he could ask for help, the funeral home director asked for help. It seemed that he was in charge of uh, uh, what would go on the woman's tombstone at the cemetery and he had no idea what to put on the tombstone. And he said, uh, could you come up, uh, you know, you're always good about words and all. Uh, can you come up with something I can put on her, her tombstone? Well, the editor said yes. You know, he was reluctant, but he said yes. So as he uh, put down the phone, he thought, well, you know, I'm the boss here. I'll just give this job to one of my reporters. So he steps out in the newsroom there in their building and discovered that a big story had just broke. And all of the reporters were gone except one. The sports reporter was there. And it was between seasons. A basketball season had ended and baseball season had not started. So he's decided to give this job to the sports reporter to come up with a story for the paper and to come up with something to put on the woman's tombstone. That may not have been a good decision by the editor. Because if you travel up to Iowa, 
and go to a cemetery in that city, you will find a tombstone that says the following. Here lie the bones of Nancy Jones. She lived an old maid. She died an old maid. No hits, no runs, no errors, goose eggs all the way. Not exactly what you would want on your tombstone. But guess what, friends? I'm afraid to say that that's the way many Christians live their lives. They've never done anything really terribly wrong, but they've never done anything significant for the cause of Christ. No hits, no runs, no errors, goose eggs all the way. It's like one preacher who described Christians. He said it like this. Christians are like deep sea divers encased in suits designed for many fathoms deep, marching bravely forth only to pull plugs out of bathtubs. A lot of believers are afraid to take the risks. They're afraid to get into the deep water of sharing their faith. And yet they have a faith that should give them the strength to do so. They have a faith which should encourage them to take great risks and, and attempt great things for God, but they stay over in the kiddie pool, never venturing out. Do you want to see what faith can do? Do you want to discover what faith can really do for you? Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Once again, notice the two words, by faith. By faith is going to pop up a lot this morning. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Pharaoh had decreed that all the Hebrew boys be thrown into the river. Kill them. Yet, when Moses was born, his parents hid him. They refused to do it. For three months they hid him. They put, they put their faith in the Lord ahead of obeying Pharaoh. Really, that's what faith is all about. Faith is doing things for God. Because God expects it. By faith, you can be bold. You can be bold to obey God even when other people don't like it. The man on our $20 bill, President Andrew Jackson, long time associated with the state of Tennessee, one time he visited a church on a Sunday morning. The people told the preacher, be careful what you say today. The, the president is here. President Jackson is here. The preacher said, oh, really? When the preacher got up to speak that morning, he said the following words. I understand that, that President Jackson is here. I have been requested to, to be guarded in my remarks. Well, I'm here to tell you this. Andrew Jackson, as well as all of us, will go to hell if we don't repent. 
As President Jackson was leaving, he shook the hands of that preacher and said, if I had a regiment of men like you, I could whip the world. That preacher, that preacher feared and respected God more than he feared man. That's what your faith in Christ will do for you if you allow it. It will give you the courage to obey God when, when others might be offended. We are to fear and respect God. We are to fear and respect God more than we fear anyone else. By faith, we got to be bold. Be bold to obey God despite what your friends might say. And guess what? They'll probably have a few things to say to you. Especially if they disagree with you. By faith. By faith, have the courage to do what is right, even when the whole world is doing what's wrong. You know, it's easy to just go with the flow. To go with the flow and do what the world is doing, but don't do that. By faith, have the courage to, to swim upstream. Take a risk. Take a stand for Christ in the way that you live your life 24-7. I hear a lot of metaphors for the church. Some call the church a, a hospital to, to heal the sick and wounded. Some call it a family because uh, a family where everyone is accepted. Some say the church is a school where you're taught the Word of God. Now, all those metaphors have something to offer, but they really don't capture the essence of what Christ designed the church to be. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, Jesus sees the church as an army that engages and defeats the enemy. Why? Why? To see the kingdom of God advance. To see the kingdom of God grow. Are we growing the church? Young people, young people, that means you remain pure. Doesn't matter what your boyfriend or girlfriend wants you to do. Businessmen, that means you choose to operate your business with absolute integrity. Even if you lose a few customers along the way. And for all of us, it means that we choose to obey Christ no matter what anyone else says or thinks. We are not vacationers on a cruise ship waiting just to be coddled, <laughs> waiting to be pampered. We are warriors. We are warriors on a battleship going to war against the enemy of our souls and every soul on this planet. So quit sitting around, afraid you're going to lose the luxury of a, of a comfortable life. Instead, by faith, get up, ready to serve. By faith, do what the commanding general wants you and me to do. By faith, fear God more than anyone else. Fear and respect Him. And then by faith, forsake the world. By faith, turn away from the pleasures of the world. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, 
when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the, the fleeting pleasures of sin. He, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasure of Egypt. For he was looking, he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Mo Moses could have had it all. I mean, he was the son, adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. But his eyes was on a bigger prize. And that was God. By faith, you and I can, can do the very same thing. When he was 26 years old, Ken Alzinga was hired to be one of the new professors at the University of Virginia. Now that's somewhat unheard of to have someone that young to be hired. One of the older professors, a, a tenured a colleague, uh, uh, told him, now, you need to be careful about expressing your faith here. That, that could get you into some trouble. One evening, as he was walking home, he walked through the, the student common area, and he saw a big poster posted. It was about a devotional happening later that week, and there it was, his name's in big letters. He had agreed to speak at that devotional, that's true, but he did not realize they would advertise it. What to do? He was afraid. So he looked around, nobody was watching, and he took down the sign and rolled it up, took it with him. But that night, he started thinking about some verses he started thinking about Matthew 10, 32 and 33, about confessing Jesus and, and standing up for the Lord and, and about being ashamed of Jesus. So early the next morning, before the crack of dawn, he was back in the student common area and he was putting that sign back up where it belonged. Since then, Dr. Alzinga has been awarded Professor of the Year several times at that university and he did become a, a tenured professor, which led him to say this, pleasing an audience of one makes you less concerned, less sensitive to criticism, and more courageous. Are we trying to please the one? Are we trying to please the one? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, you can't, you can't serve both God and, and Madden. Are we trying to, to hold on to God and hold on to the world at the same time? It won't work. Dear friends, by faith, make the right choice. Take a risk. By faith, choose to fear God and respect Him more than anyone else. By faith, choose to forsake the world. Then by faith, choose, choose to follow the Lord to victory. Do you like to win? Do you like to be on the winning side? I think we all do. God has the winning side. Follow the Lord to victory by faith. Choose to believe God enough to obey Him fully, 24-7.
all the time. By faith, trust Him enough to do His will. Look at verse 28. By faith, He, he kept the Passover and, and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. Now, on the surface, that looked, I'm sure, a little bit silly. You want us to do what? You want us to put blood from the lamb uh, on our door, on the doorpost and the lintel? Um, well, yes, that's what God expects. And they did, and they were protected. And then about 1,500 years later, God Himself sprinkled the blood of His Lamb, His Son, on two wooden posts in the shape of a cross. And Jesus died for our sins. Jesus became the only perfect Passover Lamb. John chapter 1, verse 29, he was described as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. They did it because God said so. We today have got to do what God says. Uh, later on, as Egypt left, as Israel left Egypt, they got themselves into a, a pickle. They got themselves into a, a corner that, well, it looked like there was no way out. There, uh, there was a mountain to the right. There was a mountain to the left. The, the Red Sea was behind them. Uh, the Egyptian army was out front, closing the distance. Then God told them, cross through the sea. And that's exactly what they did. By faith, that's how they did it, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. The Egyptian army tried to follow, but they lacked faith, and they drowned. You see, your faith as a believer in Christ will allow you to do what others cannot do. So what must we do? We must point people in the direction of trusting Jesus. They first got to trust Jesus before they will probably give up their bad habits. Before they'll make changes in their life, they're going to have to put some trust in Jesus. And then we want them to obey the Lord. First, trust Him with your life, and then what are you going to do? If you start trusting Jesus, you're going to obey Him. You're going to become a Christian, and, and then you're going to live your life by trusting Him. It starts with trust. Point people in the direction of putting some trust in Jesus. Not trusting themselves, but trusting the Lord. Moses and the Israelites were able to cross the sea because they had faith. They trusted the word of God. Pharaoh and the Egyptians, they trusted themselves. They only believed in themselves and they drowned. My dear friends, let's, let's not believe in ourselves and our own abilities. Let's believe in God the one who makes the difference. By faith, do what God wants you to do, even when it seems impossible. Verse 30, 
By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. You know, if you've been in that army, the army of Israel, and the plan had been revealed to you, what would you have said? Okay, God wants us to quietly march around this city for six days. Then on the seventh day, he wants us to march seven times and give a shout. And Well, let's do it. If God said it, let's do it. They put their faith in God. Even when it didn't seem to make any earthly sense, it made all sense to God. God demands obedience. God demands us to trust Him and to obey Him. Yo-Yo Ma is a master at the cello. He was asked by a group of students, you know, how do you perform so well on stage? You know, you, you're virtually perfect when you're up there on stage. He said, you know, you, you go through so much practice and you go through so much critics, you know, criticizing you and analyzing and super analyzing you. And, and sometimes, you know, it just gets too much. What you got to do when you get on stage he said, you got to become like a child. Remember how fun it was when you first learned to play? And you get up on stage and, and just become like a child and, and you simply believe. That, my friends, is also the only way to live a life pleasing to God. Is to simply believe in His promises, to obey His word, and to live for Him. To become like a child. Jesus said, the greatest people in the kingdom of heaven are those who humble themselves like a, like a little child. Matthew 18, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, without faith it is impossible to please God. So go ahead and, and take a risk and by faith trust in God. Do what he requires, and in so doing, in so doing, you will gain victory. By faith, find deliverance from destruction. The devil wants to take you to hell. The devil wants to take you down, and, and he wants to destroy you. But by God's plan, we can find deliverance from that destruction. We can secure salvation for our own soul. We can be rescued from certain judgment, just like Rahab. Verse 31. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, because why? She had given a friendly welcome to the spies. The city was going to be destroyed. But Rahab and her family were delivered from destruction. Why? Faith. It was her faith. Don't trust in who you are. Trust God to rescue you. Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of work so that no one may boast. It's God's grace that He has given us a plan, a plan that we can follow. And we can then become a, a child of God and, and 
be part of his family. Trust God. Obey God. That's deliverance from destruction. As many of you know, I'm a baseball fan. I don't really follow other sports. I just really follow baseball. And this year, baseball has been kind of odd. You know, because, well, first off, it was just a 60-game season, short season. And second off, uh, uh, there was no fans in the, in the stands. There was nobody in the, in the stadiums to uh, cheer on their favorite teams. It caused one player, Freddie Freeman, to make the comment. He said, you know, this season's been odd, you know, uh, uh, when someone hits a home run. You expect the, the cheer of the crowd and, and the applause, and it's not there. You have a few teammates, yeah, they'll come up out of the dugout and they'll clap and yell, but it's not the same. He said it has caused him to realize we don't play for the applause of the crowd. We play for the victory. We play for the love of the game, for the victory. You and I, in this world, we're not going to get a lot of applause. That's the sad fact. As Christians, uh, serving the Lord is, is like playing in an empty stadium. There's not a whole lot of people that's going to cheer you on. Maybe a few of your teammates, church members, but that's about all. However, by faith, you can still do your best because you don't do it for the applause of people in this world. You do it because you know that Jesus appreciates it and will richly reward you in heaven. By faith, we trust in His promises. This morning, have you put your trust in God? Have you obeyed His Word? Do you believe? Will you repent? Will you confess? Will you be baptized? That puts you into Christ. That starts your Christian life. You come up as a new person. Isn't that wonderful? To have all of our sins forgiven. As a Christian, sometimes we, um, sometimes we don't reflect Jesus to our world around us. Some, sometimes we fail to stand up for Him. Sometimes we, we stay in the kiddie pool, uh, unwilling to venture out into the deep water. As a Christian, when we fail Him, we can seek His forgiveness, 1 John 1, 9. This church loves you, and, and we want to pray with you and for you, uh, James 5, 16. This morning, if you have any need to respond, will you please do so as we stand and sing for your encouragement. There's a fountain free, his life you.